Welcome to Mount Olive First Pentecostal Holiness Church. Thank you for connecting with us. In just a moment, Pastor Jeff will be sharing an uplifting and encouraging message that we pray will inspire you in your walk with God. Our desire at MOF PHC is for you and your family to find hope in Jesus Christ so that He will transform your life. Thanks again for connecting with us. Please contact us if we can help you discover God's purpose for your life. Enjoy the message. Uh, Turning your Bibles to the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 9, chapter 9, verses 35 through 38. Chapter 9, verse 35 through 38. Now, I I asked you all a while ago a question. I asked you, were you ready uh, for Jesus to come back? And, And hands went up everywhere in here. Uh, that people are ready uh, for Jesus to come back but uh, let me just remind you that not everybody's ready not everybody's ready and those that are not ready uh, we know that from the Bible would tell us Jesus would say those that are not ready are known as the harvest and so I want to talk to you just for a very few minutes here just a little uh, time and then we're going to pray together about being ready for the harvest ready for the harvest Father again I ask you for your Holy Spirit to, God, just anoint this time. God, thank you for your, your Holy Word, your living Word, your living Word. And God, we just declare, God, as the living Word is proclaimed in Jesus' name, God, that our hearts would be transformed, our lives would be changed. And we just pray, God, right now, your, your hand upon this time together, your will be done. Amen. Amen. The Gospel of Matthew, verse 9, I mean, excuse me, chapter 9, verse 35 through 38. Let me read this to you, God's Word. Jesus went through all the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the good news of the kingdom, and healing every disease and sickness. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them, because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. And Jesus tells his disciples, he says, What you need to do is you need to pray. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into the harvest field. I like what the Passion Translation says right there when it uses the word send out. The Passion Translation says, ask the Lord of the harvest to thrust out the workers, thrust them out. And so we notice here in this passage, 35 through 38, I want you to see that there's a great potential, but there's also a great problem. There's great potential and there's a great problem. Jesus highlights what the potential is. The potential is there's a, there's a huge harvest. The potential is there's a, there's a plentiful harvest. But the problem is that the workers are few. The workers are few. There's a great potential because there's a harvest that's plentiful, but there's a problem, and that's because the problem is the workers are few. I believe uh, some time ago that the Lord, I really believe he gave me a vision of the potential of the harvest uh, here in our local area. I shared this one time before, but I believe God showed me just a, a, a massive amount of people that were coming to this church here 
and, and these people that were coming, they were, they were, looking, for, they were looking for help and, and they were hungry for the truth. They're, they were hungry for the truth. They were hungry for their family to have the truth. They were, they were hungry for hope. Some of these people, and I would say God is already fulfilling this vision because it's already happening really. Uh, it happens almost day, day to day through this ministry here that the people that God showed me coming to this to this church here were people that were, uh, that were in depression, uh, people that were considering suicide. Um, I was on the phone with a lady this past week and um, just in a very low place and uh, who were having thoughts of suicide in her life and trying to get her the help that she needs. Some of the people that God showed me showing up here were addicted to all kinds of drugs and people that were in captivity to uh, demonic strongholds over their life people struggling to support their families uh, in so many different ways they were physically hungry they were, they were physically thirsty these people and these families were looking for help and, and I feel like the Lord said to me that it's time for the church to get ready for this last day harvest and when I tell you I feel like God is already fulfilling that, that vision here in this church, He is doing it right now. Those, those people are showing up. And our prayer needs to be God send them, send them here. But we got to be willing to go to them as well. So there's a potential for a huge harvest because, and the reason why there's a potential for a huge harvest is because there's multitudes of people all around us who are lost spiritually and they need Jesus to save them. People need Jesus all around us today. There's a, there's a plentiful harvest of people who, who need the Lord. There's a huge harvest of, of children that need Jesus. That's why I'm excited uh, that as a staff and as a church planning going forward, we're looking at ways to uh, enhance and help our, our families and our church and even in our community with some parent conferences coming up this upcoming year to be able to help families and help their children because they all need Jesus. These families are hungry for the truth. There's a huge harvest for teenagers that need Jesus and we're planning for an event this upcoming year for local teenagers in, uh, in our church and our community to come here for a youth rally. There's a huge harvest of, of women that need Jesus and that's why I'm excited. Miss Ann and the leadership there for women's ministry. We got Beth Stevens Johnson coming in for a women's conference at the very end of this month and we are looking forward to her coming and believing uh, but you can invite invite a lady to come to that conference that, that needs the Lord and we're, there's a huge harvest of men who need Jesus and we're going to see God begin to work through the men here in our church. Here's the point. Our families, our friends, our, our neighbors, our classmates, our co-workers, the anybody from anywhere, uh, they all need Jesus and those that do not know Jesus, they are part of the harvest. I believe I believe Jesus is reminding Mount Olive First Pentecostal Holiness Church that it's time to get ready for the harvest. It's time to get ready for the harvest. We, we don't have no problem getting ready for the hallelujah time, but we need to get ready for the harvest. We need to be workers that are ready to go out into the harvest field. So what does it mean to be ready as a worker? What does it mean to be ready as a worker? How can we be ready as a worker in this last day harvest. 
Let me tell you the very first thing. As workers, we must visualize the harvest. We must visualize the harvest. Visualize means to see. Verse 36, it says that Jesus saw the crowds. He saw the crowds. Listen, Jesus was always searching with his eyes for the harvest. He illustrates that in Luke chapter 15 when he reminds us that he's all about searching with his eyes for the harvest. When we read in Luke 15, the shepherd uh, who left the 99 of his sheep to go and search for the one that was lost and he searched until he found that one aren't you thankful that Jesus found you he talks about in Luke 15 the woman who had 10 coins and she lost one and she went searching for the lost coin until she found it and then we read about the father who was watching or searching if you will for his lost prodigal son as he returned home Jesus said in Luke chapter 19, he said that he, had, he has come to seek and save the lost. And I want to encourage you this morning and remind you that the whole reason uh, Jesus had a vision, his whole mission was to come to the earth seeking and searching for the lost. He came searching for those that are perishing and away from God. And Jesus is here this morning by the power of his Holy Spirit and he's searching for the lost. And if you showed up this morning and you're lost spiritually, you're, you're living in sin, you're away from God, I got some good news for you, friend. Jesus is searching for you. He's visualizing for you. He's looking for you and he wants to save you. He wants to forgive you of your sins. He wants to transform your life. You know why he's searching for you? Because he loves you. He loves you. In fact, Jesus has always been uh, uh, on mission to visualize the harvest. You remember in, in John chapter 4, Jesus visualized the harvest as he, as he saw the woman at the well and had a conversation with her as he was passing through Samaria and what Jesus did was he saved her he saw her and he saved her and her life was changed and then Jesus took that very moment when he transformed that woman's life when he saved her he took that moment to teach his followers his disciples a very important lesson and Jesus said I tell you open your eyes and look at the fields for they are ripe for harvest Mount Olive First PH Church needs to be a church that is visualizing the harvest. Visualizing the harvest. He's telling the church today that we need to open our eyes and have a vision for the harvest. We need to pray that we see what Jesus sees. We need to pray that we have a vision for what Jesus has a vision for. We need to pray that we search like Jesus searches and he searches for the harvest. He has a vision for lost souls. Now, our church, our mission here at Mount Olive First PH Church is to seek the lost. And I just want to remind you of something here. Let me make sure to, let me make, is the microphone working here? Everything's good? Okay. Our mission here is not to sit in a chair Sunday after Sunday and listen to a song and listen to a sermon and then do nothing. Can somebody go crank my car for me? Listen, it's not, it's not our mission to just to sit in the seats right here and do nothing. In fact, I like what one great preacher said about the church. He said it's time to get out of the seats and get in the streets. 
And we need to get out of our seats and we need to get in the streets because we're visualizing there's a great harvest, there's a great potential around us and the church should always be searching, we should always be seeking to do something to reach the harvest. Why? Because there's lost people and lost people who die without Jesus, they go to a real hell. And we need to do everything we can to visualize the harvest so we can share Jesus with them so they can be saved and their life can be changed. May this church be a church that has a vision for the harvest. I mean desperate for the harvest, committed to the harvest of people who need Jesus. And we need to visualize the harvest, but we also need to visualize the mission field. Because the Bible says here in Matthew 9 that Jesus went through all the towns and villages. When we think of mission field, we think of going overseas. But Jesus went through all those local towns and those villages. And I want you to know today that we need to visualize the mission field. We live right in the middle of a mission field. Mount Olive is a mission field. Wayne County is a mission field. Duplin County is a mission field. North Carolina is a mission field. This nation that we live in is a mission field. Nations all over the world are a mission field. Your workplace is a mission field. McDonald's is a mission field. The golf course is a mission field. Walmart is a battlefield. It's a mission field. Your neighborhood is a mission field. Your school is a mission field. Your business is a mission field. Your home is a mission field. The point is, wherever you go is a mission field, and the reason why is because lost people are everywhere around us. Lost people are everywhere around us. And as workers, we must visualize the mission field and be ready to respond to the harvest. And, and the prayer needs to be, give us your eyes, Jesus. Give us your eyes. I think there was a song one time. I can't remember the name of it, but there was something, give us your eyes, Jesus. And that's what we need is the eyes of the Lord. It, we need to visualize the harvest. Would, would, you, would you let me pray right now? God, help mine all of First PH Church that we would have your eyes and that we would visualize the harvest, God. We would see what you see. We would search for what you search for. We'd have a vision for what you have a vision for. God, help us, Lord, in the name of Jesus. As workers, we, we must visualize, but as workers, we also must empathize for the harvest. Verse 36 empathize, it means have compassion. In verse 36, it says, Jesus saw the crowds. He had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Jesus had compassion on people with problems. Man, can you praise the Lord this morning that Jesus has compassion on people with problems? I mean, I'm thinking about all the problems I got in my life right now, and I'm thinking, God, thank you that you're compassionate to me in all my problems. How about you this morning? Every problem that you have in your life Jesus is compassionate to those with problems. In fact, Jesus had compassion when he was there ministering here on this earth. 
He had compassion for lost people, confused people, needy people, harassed people, helpless people, hopeless people, broken people, sick people, sinful people, rejected people, religious people. Jesus had empathy for all people. Hallelujah. Aren't you thankful today that Jesus empathizes for the harvest? And we as a church, we need to have empathy for the harvest, we need to express and demonstrate God's love, God's compassion to the harvest. Jesus, he did that in several ways. In fact, it says he went around from town to town and villages and he healed those with sickness and disease. He was expressing compassion by ministering to their physical needs and their spiritual needs. That word minister, it actually means servant. It means servant, and to minister means to serve as a servant, and that's what Jesus did. He was serving because his, because he is love. Compassion moved him to serve, and and we need to pray that compassion will move us to serve the suffering. Compassion will move you to serve somewhere in this body of Christ, so you can be a blessing, so we can carry out God's mission. Compassion will move you to serve by sharing Christ with someone. Compassion will move you to serve by inviting someone to church. Compassion will move you to serve not only by inviting them to church, but offering, hey, I'll go pick you up and bring you to church, and I'll buy you lunch after church. Compassion will move you to serve by praying for somebody and praying with somebody. Compassion will move you to serve someone by helping meet a need in their life. And as workers, as workers, we must empathize, have compassion for the harvest. Compassion will move you to serve. God, help us to have your compassion. Everybody's serving. Every worker needs to serve. The potential is the harvest is plentiful, but the problem is the workers are few. And if we have the compassion of Christ in us, it will move us to find our place that we can serve. We can serve. We can serve. We can, we can do what we can to, to reach this huge harvest. God, help us right now to have your heart of compassion. God, help this church to be full of ministers, servants, serving for your glory. Help us to have empathy, God, for the harvest, for the harvest. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. This last thing I want to share with you here is that as workers, we must evangelize the harvest. We must evangelize the harvest. Matthew 9 says that Jesus went through all the towns and villages, and when he went through the towns and villages, guess what he was doing? The Bible says he was teaching in the synagogues, and he was preaching the good news of the kingdom. Jesus was evangelizing the harvest. He was evangelizing the harvest. Evangelize, that word means to spread the good news. To spread the good news of Jesus Christ. How do we evangelize? You can do it by public preaching or you can do it through a personal witness and testimony. That's what evangelizing is. Public preaching or personal testimony and personal witness. And, and, and don't miss this because God's word tells us that we are to do the work of an evangelist. We are to do the work of an evangelist. 
And we need people in the church today that are doing the work of an evangelist. Lots of people today, hey, lots of people today right around the steeple of this church, right in your mission field, guess what? They need to be evangelized. They need to be evangelized. Not criticized, but evangelized. Now, we're good at criticizing somebody. We'll criticize them right on to the ground. Well, if they would just do this, if they would just do that, I mean, can you believe they did that? I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. But never a word about how Jesus can change their life. We need, we need evangelizers, not criticizers. That's what the church needs to do the work of the evangelist by sharing and spreading the good news of Jesus Christ. And I pray that this church have a burden to evangelize the harvest. Jesus said the harvest is great, but the workers are few. We need to ask the Lord of the harvest that he'll send out or thrust out workers who will evangelize. We need spirit-filled workers who will be ready to evangelize the harvest. We need workers that are out spreading the good news of the kingdom. And Jesus, he preached the good news, spreading it to all people. And we have the good news. We have the good news. We have good news. And right now, you think about what's going on around us in our world, and everybody's having all these questions. And I mean, I got people asking me, what do you, what do you think about Israel? What's happening right now? It's the perfect opportunity to evangelize somebody. The perfect opportunity to evangelize and share the good news. What is the good news? John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have eternal life. What's the good news? That God demonstrated his own love for us in this, that while we were sinners, Christ died for us. The good news is a message of love, redemption, and restoration. That Jesus died for you. That Jesus died for me on a cross so our sins could be forgiven and we could have a new life now and have eternal life in heaven. The good news is Jesus was crucified. He, he died. He was buried. He was raised back from the dead. That's the good news. That's the good news today, friend. And 1 Corinthians 1.18 says, For the message of the cross is foolishness to those that are perishing, but to those that are being saved, it is the power of God. It's good news today, friend. Good news that Jesus died, was buried, was raised back to life good news we have some good news to evangelize with good news and Jesus went around preaching the good news and we must be willing to preach hey we must be willing to preach Jesus we must be willing to preach Jesus witness about Jesus speak of Jesus share about Jesus tell about Jesus post about Jesus spread Jesus spread the good news you know, I read this recently. We need less gossiping and more gospeling. Boy, you hard today, son. We, we need less gossiping. We need less gossiping and more gospeling. Well, you know, it's the preacher's job. It's the, it's the, no, no. If you're a follower of Jesus Christ, you're called to evangelize. God, help us to preach it, help us to teach it, help us to speak it, help us to share it. The Bible says in Romans 10, 14, 
How then can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one of whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? I, I tell my wife that verse all the time. Why are you always preaching? I'm like, that's what I'm told to do. I'm commanded to do it. I'm called to do it. Why are you always preaching to me? Lord, help me get back on track. We must evangelize the harvest by spreading the good news, and we need to ask God to help us to evangelize. Listen, this is very important. We need to evangelize with our words, and we also need to evangelize with our works. Evangelize with our words, and evangelize with our works. God, help us to be an evangelizing church because there's a harvest out there and listen please don't miss this because it's a powerful thing that Jesus reminded us of we need to evangelize the harvest because it's only going to be day for a little longer and night's going to come Jesus said in John 9 4 he says you know what you need to evangelize you need to do the work while it's still day because night is coming when no one can work and what is the work the work is in Mark 16, 15, where Jesus commanded us the Great Commission to go into all the world and preach the good news to all creation, making disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. That's our work, and, and we've been called and commanded to go into the fields to preach and reach the harvest. All of us, all of us, it means everybody in the church rolling up their sleeves and finding their place where you can go and be used by God to evangelize. Everybody doing the work, everybody doing the work, every follower of Christ should be witnessing and winning and evangelizing the lost. Every follower of Christ should be spreading the good news. Going to all the world. We should be a great commission church. You know, that was the last sermon I heard Pastor Doug preach. He preached it at Falcon. When he was, uh, when, you know, went into his role as bishop, he preached on that every church in the North Carolina Conference would be a great commission church. Let my all of First PH Church be a great commission church. That we are, we're going and we're preaching the gospel to all creation and we're making disciples in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Every, every one of us need to roll up our sleeves. I don't care who you are, sir. You, 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 listen, you, you, you might be getting the discount for senior citizens at McDonald's, but they don't rule you out. You can sit down there around that table and you can share Jesus. I've seen y'all in there before. Whoever you are, ushers should be spreading the good news. Singers should be spreading the good news. Kids church workers spreading the good news. Deacons spreading the good news. Farmers spreading the good news. Businessmen and women spreading the good news. Teachers spreading the good news. Uh, nurses spreading the good news. Coaches spreading the good news. Every follower of Jesus Christ should be evangelizing the lost people around us. God help us to do it. And we need to do so because it's only going to be day a little bit longer. It's only going to be day a little bit longer. We, we, we have to be urgent about this work. You have to be urgent about this work because just like I was reminded this past week, the Lord is coming soon. 
the Lord is coming soon and we won't be working no more then we need to work because day is running out night will come Proverbs 10.5 says he who gathers crops in summer is a wise son but he who sleeps during harvest is a disgraceful son I don't want to be a disgraceful son I don't want to be asleep through the harvest the Bible says he who sleeps instead of working is a disgrace friend listen to me there is a work there is a, there's a harvest going on we need to wake up and we need to go to work while it's still day we need to wake up and go to work and we need to evangelize the harvest we need to say Lord I'll go for you I'll go for you I'll never forget what Dr. Trammell said one time. I can't remember if it was here at this church or where, but he says, while the church is waiting for Jesus to come, Jesus is waiting for the church to go. Let me read it again. Check, check. While the church is waiting for Jesus to come, Jesus is waiting for the church to go. You know what's amazing to me? When you read the scriptures and you go in the gospels and Jesus would have an encounter with somebody and he would heal them, deliver them. He would do a mighty work in their life. The majority of the time he would tell them, listen, don't, don't, don't go around spreading this. Y'all read that, right? Y'all seen that before? Don't, don't go around telling nobody. And, and, and most of them couldn't contain themselves. I mean, they just, they just had to come out. Oh, my God, I was, I was blind, but now I see. Hallelujah. I mean, just testifying to the Lord. And he tells us to go and tell, and we don't do anything. Has he not saved you? Has he not been good to you? Has he not blessed you? Has he not saved your soul and you're on your way to heaven? God, God help us. That let everything that we say just be saturated with Jesus and his love and his grace as we talk to people help us not to be a disgrace God help us not to sleep and I'm talking to myself listen to me when I, when I bring a word here God's given me he's already got me with it he's already got me with it but God forbid that we sleep and God forbid that we sleep through the, through the harvest time. God forbid that we just sit in these seats while our family and our friends uh, and, and, our, and our community around us that we cherish and that we love bust hell wide open and we do nothing. God help me. Help me, Lord, not to, not to sit on the sideline. Help me not to be asleep during the harvest time. But God, help me to wake up and to visualize, to empathize, and to, uh, to, to uh, evangelize the harvest every chance we get. We, we need to be ready to give people the hope that we have, and that's Jesus Christ. Don't be ashamed. Don't be ashamed. You know, I was thinking about some of the things that God is doing here in this church and I made it my prayer over the weekend and it's really been our prayer for a long time that, that may every decision that we make in this church and every deed that we do here at Mount Olive First PH Church may it always be about visualizing, empathizing and evangelizing the harvest. Come on, I, you, we need a better amen than that now. 
May everything that we do here in this church be about visualizing the harvest. Uh, let it be about empathizing for the harvest and let it be about evangelizing the harvest so we can become the great commission church that God has called us to be. Pastor Kevin, if you want to come. God help us. God help us. Help us to have his eyes, his heart, to have his lips, his mouth, that we can speak his word with an anointing over our life. You, you know what one of the most dangerous prayers that you can pray? You know, last week I thought I had, God had given me an unusual altar call. I asked you last week to come to the altar and pray and talk to yourself. I got a message later that afternoon from a wife said her husband's always complaining about her talking to herself. But now her response is, the pastor said, that's anointed time. <laughs> I said, keep talking, girl, keep talking. But you know what? I feel like we need to pray this morning. Just make it a simple prayer and say, Lord, here I am. Use me. Use me. I don't have all the education. I'm not a theologian. There's still questions that I have at times when I read my Bible. But what I do know is that you saved me and you've changed me and you've turned my life around and just put people in my place God wherever I'm at and help me to evangelize them with my words and with my works one of the most dangerous prayers that you could ever pray is to pray Lord here I am use me that's a dangerous prayer that's a dangerous prayer I told y'all it's a dangerous you got to be careful what you ask the Lord for I prayed one time God help me to love like you love in that same year I had my brother living in my backyard in a camper you said you wanted to love like I love here he is but Lord Can you stand with me, please? Just because of the, the time of what's going on right now, I want you to do me a favor. Do me a favor. I want you to turn that seat right there where you are, right there where you are now. I want you to turn it into an altar. I want you to turn it into an altar. If you can, just kind of limit the moving around right now. This is the altar time we're going to pray. And I want you just to hold your hands out like I'm going to hold mine out. Just like this right here. Would you do that? Come on, would you do that? And I want you just to begin to pray. God, here I am. Use me. Use me. And use me for your glory. God, I pray and I thank you for the potential that's around us with the harvest. But God, there's a problem. And the workers are few. The workers are few, God. So Lord, I pray to you, Lord of the harvest, thrust us out, Lord. Thrust out workers right now in the name of Jesus. Give us your heart, Lord. Give us your eyes, God. Give us your lips, God. Give us your legs, God. Help us to move, God, and do things that would glorify you, God. 
Oh, help us to visualize the harvest. God, help us, Lord, to empathize for the harvest. God, help us. Help us to evangelize, God, the harvest. Here we are, Lord. Here I am. Here I am. Make that your prayer. Lord, use me. Please say those words right now. Would you say them out loud? Come on. Lord, use me. Lord, use me. Would you say it louder, please? Lord, use me. Use me, God. Use me, Lord, I pray, God. Send me, Lord. Thrust me out, God. Jesus, we pray right now, God. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. God, we pray for your anointing over every one of us right now, God. Help us, Lord, to wake up, Lord, and to look and see that the harvest is ripe. God, give us boldness, God. Fill us with your love. Baptize us in your love right now, God. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord, to walk out of here right into the mission field. That we can be a great commission church. Help us to go and preach the gospel to all the nations. Baptizing them in the name of the Father. Making disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Use me, Lord. Use me. Can we sing that one time? Come on. Make it your prayer right now.